Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Lessons, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're in the 10th chapter. 41st verse. Listen to this. Hearing this, the 10 began to feel indignant with James and John. So remember the context of my previous episodes. James and John uh, had gone to Jesus and had said, hey, can one of us sit on your right hand, the other one sit on your left hand? And it wasn't just them doing it that way. They actually got Mama to do it. So Mama with the two boys, and Mama asked Jesus if they could sit on the right and sit on the left. Well, the disciples were there, apparently. They saw this whole thing. And the other ten, they began to feel indignant. Well, you reckon? Remember, there's this undercurrent all the way through the time that we've seen so far of the disciples wanting to know who's the greatest in the kingdom. You know, which one of us is most powerful? <clears throat> you know, what's the status here? They'd already encountered where Jesus had taken three, Peter, James, and John, and gone all by himself. So we know that there's uh, some things going on here. Uh, Jesus knew this. Okay, he was totally aware of this. Uh, so he's dealing with some issues right here. So look what he does. Next verse, verse 42. Calling them to himself, and that's Jesus. So Jesus calls them, calls the 12. Jesus said to them, you know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it is not this way among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So he's dealing with the issue that they've had all along. Who's the greatest? Who's on first? Who's on second? Et cetera, et cetera. But he's showing them how they're to live. And he says, you're not to live as the world does, as the Gentiles. Because the Gentiles, they have rulers and they recognize the rulers. And the rulers lord over them. They rule over them. Okay? And these great men, they exercise authority over them. So they rule by exercising authority. They rule by lording over. Uh, in other words, saying, okay, I am so-and-so, I'm in this position, so therefore you have to do this in this way. But he says, it's not this way among you. Well, who's among you? Is this just limited to the 12? No, it's beyond them. This is how we are to be as the body of Christ. So, those who have leadership callings, leadership within the body of Christ, are not to lead by lording it over them. They're not to lead by exercising authority, commands, demands, mandates, etc., etc. If I had a nickel for every time I've heard, well, I'm the pastor, then what's being said there? Or if I had a nickel for every time that an individual demands to be called by some title, demands to be called pastor. Okay, it's very, very common, very prevalent, even to the point that uh, we do it sort of naturally nowadays, that we refer to somebody by their position, by their calling, by their role, by their functionality, by their giftedness within the body of Christ. 
You see it with Jesus. They would come and call him rabbi. They would call him teacher. Okay, they're just acknowledging that, okay, we see that you do this, but we're not supposed to do this within the body of Christ. As a matter of fact, I don't think we need to be doing any kind of stuff that the world does to puff themselves up. Uh, I mean, I've actually been in situations where individuals uh, demanded that they be called doctor so-and-so because they had worked hard for their academic credentials. Well, that's fine, okay? And it is hard work. I can tell you, man, I spent nine years of my life in academic areas, okay, in arenas and things like that. But when somebody demands to be called doctor so-and-so, as a matter of fact, the guy that I've known for years and years and years and years, he's a friend of mine. We know each other. I never knew that he had a doctorate. He never threw that out, never said anything about it in any way. And this wasn't just one that had been granted unto him because of good work he had done. And those are fine, okay. But this was actually an earned doctorate. And so we're not to do that. We're not to go along and demand that we be called this or we be called that. You know, the way I sort of view it is, when you look in the Scripture, who do you see? Jesus, Peter, James, Paul, John, Mark. They call them by their first names. Okay? I mean, they really do. And so it's a picture of how we are to relate to one another. We're not to lord over one another. We're not to exercise authority. How are we to live then? Well, if you wish to be great among yourselves, okay, if you want to be great in the midst of, of the relationships that you have, within family relationships, uh, you know, friend relationships, the body of Christ relationship, you shall be servant. Serve one another. You know, whoever wishes to be first among you shall be the slave of all, Jesus says. Now, if you're sitting there and you're being the slave to all and your heart and your agenda is to where you can be the first above everybody, the Lord knows our heart. Better watch it, right? What is the intention of your heart? But then the Lord uses himself as an example. Okay? And the disciples at that time understood this a little bit, but they didn't understand it totally. They would understand more very shortly because Jesus says this, even the Son of Man, that's him. He describes himself as the Son of Man. Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Okay? He came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. The primary way that the Son of Man, that Jesus came, the primary way that he served was that he gave his life. And he gave his life as a ransom. That's the ultimate thing. What's the primary way that we are to serve? Well, in like fashion, we are to give our lives. We may give our lives as a, as a slave to one another. And that's in the good sense of that, okay? Doing what's required for one another. Uh, you may give your life. I mean, I think there's many of us that are in a situation right now where we realize, you know, the thing that I'm giving right now is my time, is my life. My life is given in, in this way. For others, Jesus was the ultimate ransom, a ransom that empowers us to be in right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, with with Father God, because of what Jesus did for us and his dying on the cross. So we really need to examine these words right here to see how we're actually living before one another. What is our motivation? Why are we doing things? You know, are we trying to be first? And let me tell you what, this trickles down, folks. (coughs) It carries down because uh, leadership really struggles with this. And it'll carry down uh, into the local portion of the body of Christ to where it's communicated in what we do and how we do things and what we say and how we say things. 
that we want to be the church. You know, that people's got to be coming here. They got to do this, got to do that. And we get so myopic about it. We get so focused, okay, upon who we are as a local portion of the body of Christ that we lose sight of the kingdom. And we lose sight of the kingdom. We have no understanding that we are called to serve and in serving to draw others and to meet the needs of others and then to be the kingdom vessels. And by doing that, that others will be brought into the kingdom. Uh, we, we are really sideways on this. More and more people are beginning to see this, beginning to understand this. But let, for today, let us know that if you want to be great, be the servant of all. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.